Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Being with me, your favourite hostess, Ayobola Deborah. We are on episode 34. If this is your very first time of tuning in, normally I would say that you're late to the party, but I'm feeling like today you're right on time because this is the last episode of 2020, which means that until I come back in 2021, you will have more than enough time to go back to the beginning and catch up. You know, I listened to like 30 seconds of the first ever episode of this podcast and I cringed so hard. I just had to shut it off um, because it's just incredible and also very embarrassing to hear how far I've come on this podcast journey. That being said, you should definitely go back to the beginning and work your way all the way through until you catch up. And to those of you who have been listening from the very beginning, who heard the poor audio and the 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 the, the basicness of the first ever episode and have been listening ever since, shout out to you. You guys are the real, real MVPs. So what's popping? What's cracking? What it do? What it be? What's it been? And what is it going to be? Make sure you fill me in. You can hit me up on all of my social medias. It's Ayobola Deborah on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you reach out to me, I will definitely reach all the way right back out to you. First off, Apologies that there was not a previous episode before this one. I had a really busy two weeks. I had two live recordings uh, to do for church in two weeks. And because of issues here and there, we had to cram. um, Well, we just had to cram a lot of stuff into a short space of time, put it that way. And um, I was shattered, really. I think for me, when I'm involved in something, I put my all in it to the extent that sometimes other things suffer. Um, my my focus and my energy is is on that thing and anxiety you know takes up residence sometimes and it just exhausts me to the point where on Saturday evening when I came home um, my mouth was full of ulcers I know I know it's not good but I'm okay now Um, I spent the whole week blasting my body with vitamin c vitamin d magnesium all of those things Um, so I'm good so apologies that there wasn't an episode uh, before this but you're getting one one now and uh, hopefully it will be worth your while. Okay, so on today's episode, I would like to talk about 2020, the year we never expected. Uh, let's be real, no one anywhere could have anticipated 2020 in, in, in all that this year has brought us, good and bad, none of us could have anticipated it. And I think over the next couple of days and weeks as the year draws to a close, there'll be many people who are going to try and summarize the year in the best of ways. Um, Currently, I'm not on social media at the moment. I've taken a social media break, although I'm kind of creeping back. I've re-downloaded Twitter and Instagram. I've taken a peek here and there, but there's nothing interesting at the moment but I have seen a couple of summaries um Spotify have done their yearly wrap and shout out to those of you who messaged me to say that I was one of their top podcasts for 2020 that means so much to me so god bless you um but yeah we're gonna hear over the next few weeks people trying to summarize this year but how can we with 
all the things that have happened? How can we really summarize it and do it justice? I um, I doubt that anyone is gonna be able to do so as well as perhaps it deserves. Um, but in my space and on this platform, which is my platform, I am going to submit my own attempt at summarizing the year 2020. When we think about it, 2020 has been marked by loss, by pain and hurt, and there've been uprising. Uh, people have experienced different kinds of trauma, devastation. Um, some of the things that have happened this year, Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, and the others that were on that horrible, horrible helicopter crash that happened this year. The Australian bushfires, um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle ducking out of the royal family. They said, you know what, screw you lot. We're done with this and good for them. I'm fully in support and behind them. Um, then we go on to things like Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, the coronavirus pandemic, hello, has literally turned everything upside down. Um, there's mass unemployment, myself included, you know, economic downturns. Chadwick Boseman died this year as well. I think I talked about Chadwick in my previous episode and talked about my response to his um, to his passing. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, notorious RPG, um, she passed away this year as well. In fact, on a side note, if you're a documentary geek like I am, there's a great documentary about her on Netflix. I believe it's also on Amazon Prime, which I'm just about to really start getting into. I've utilized Amazon like crazy this year, but for buying things, but now I'm about to start digging into their um, visual uh, library, if that's the best way to describe it. Um, but yeah, that happened this year. Brexit happened this year and you know what, I don't want to say it, but I feel like 2020 isn't finished with us yet. Brexit is going to be a nightmare. Um, and I feel so bad for putting that into the atmosphere. But the way Boris Johnson and his crew are chatting, like there's going to be no deal. We are, we're in for a rough ride. Um, and also even today, Barbara Windsor, Barbara Windsor, Peggy, get out of my pub. She passed away as well at 83 years old, living legend, well, not living anymore, but a legend nonetheless. Debo from the Friday um, uh, film series, he passed away as well of natural causes. 2020 has just been a year where so many things have happened. And, you know, I was having a conversation with someone recently. It's either I was talking to someone or I was watching something where they said that, you know, all of the things that have happened this year, the, the pandemic aside, those are things that kind of generally happen in any given year. But I think because all of us have been forced to be still and because all of us are essentially in many ways doing nothing, quote unquote nothing. Um, it's been that much more impactful and that much more um, traumatic and the, the impact and the effect has been much more acute. So having said all of that stuff, all the, the sad stuff, um, there have also been some really great things that have happened. Um, people have gotten married, you know, babies have been born. People have gotten their dream jobs. New businesses have started and have been able to thrive despite the effects of the um, worldwide economic downturn. Um, people have been able to achieve lifelong or long held dreams, whether that's releasing uh, books that have gone on to become bestsellers, releasing singles, my hands up, I released a single this year, being able to do a show this year, I did that as well. Um, eat out to help out, 
that was a great time. And I don't know about you, but I definitely helped out. Um, I enjoyed helping out, if I'm being honest. Um, what else happened this year? Um, we have seen what happens when we band together and we, we join together um, in camaraderie and in allyship. There has been education on social issues, social injustice. And while that's uh, a double-edged sword in many regards in that it's uh, triggering for a lot of people, it's also been incredibly informative and it gives me a bit of hope, even if it's just a tiny bit of hope that hopefully one day we can uh, live in a world and an environment where we don't have to have this discussion anymore where the evil of racism because that's exactly what it is the evil and the ignorant ignorance and the insidious poisonous nature of racism is so far removed from our society that we can all live um peacefully without feeling threatened um by each other and um i guess the last thing that the last positive thing to say is that um we're still here. We are still here. We are alive and we are here. And I always say that as long as there's life, there's hope. And that doesn't matter if you're flying, if your feet are firmly on the ground, if you're on your knees or if you're flat on your face, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you are still here. And that means that there's hope for you. Whatever tomorrow brings will bring whatever it's going to bring, if that even makes sense. But you're here and that is something worth celebrating. If you have nothing else to celebrate, nothing else to be grateful for, nothing that is worthy of attention or applause, that one thing is an incredible thing to have happened. So congratulations to you. Um, so in summarizing 2020, I have talked about some of the things that have happened like in the world and, and so on and so forth. But I would like to on this episode, talk about what 2020 was like for me. 2020 has been complex, very, very complex for me, um, very revealing, self-revealing, and it, the, it's not lost on me that it's 2020 um, either, because 2020, the phrase 2020 is often um, spoken of in reference to vision and clarity. But that is exactly what this year has been like for me. Very revealing, very self-revealing. And even in the last few weeks, I was saying to, to someone the other day that I feel like open heart surgery is being done on me. Um, and it is so intense sometimes that I, I, I see it in my dreams, not necessarily surgery being done on me, but I just see what is on my mind or in my subconscious. I see it in my dreams and I wake up feeling tired because the nighttime has been work. That being said, um, strangely enough and unusually, I'm quite clearly able to see why this is being done, why I am essentially being pulled apart, deconstructed um, and put back together again, painstakingly with intentionality and accuracy and precision. And um, so with that in mind, I just want to share with you five things that I've learned this year and I will be that I will be taking with me into 2021 and for the rest of my life. So number one, being someone other than you, the real you is overrated. I'll say it again. Being someone other than you, the real you is overrated. 
I'm not sure uh, how or why, but, and I don't know about you, maybe you can resonate to this as well, but I often find that I sort of dip in and out of wanting to be someone other than myself. Um, I guess you could put it down to insecurities and maybe even a fear of the unknown um, that push me towards everything other than being myself. But this year I have learned that in order to experience true happiness, in order to rest firmly and securely in the comfort of joy, I um, I must be. Yeah, I'm, I must be. Um, I've learned that when I am being my raw, unfiltered, uncensored, authentic uh, self, even the, the ugly parts of me, the bits that I am um, ashamed of, the vulnerable, tender, really soft parts of me, when I am being that, I am most at peace, despite the things that go on around me. And that is because being someone other than the you that you were created to be is just way too much work. It's a burden and a weight that's too much for you to carry it. And you weren't designed to carry it. We weren't designed to carry it. And so I think for me, especially um, when it comes to creativity, especially when it comes to um, vision re with regards to career and stuff like that, I have become more confident in the me that I am now. I know that I'm not the finished product. I know that I'm not yet where I want to be, but I'm so much more comfortable being me because as the point says, being someone other than myself, the real me is overrated and I'm not here for it anymore. So in 2021, why do I say it like that? In 2021, expect to see the real, 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 real Deborah 100% of the time. Okay, number two, do not be afraid to question the reasons why you want the things you want. Now, I feel like I've, I've talked about the reasons why. Um, I think this was a few months ago, maybe in July, thereabouts. Um, one of the things I talked about was you know, going back to your reasons why, knowing why, 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 why. But I, maybe I didn't um, go deep enough or maybe I didn't allow it to firmly register with myself even though it was something that I knew and I thought that I was um, living. The answer to that question why is, is never really just because I want to. That's not the answer. That is sort of a, a primary uh, reaction. It's a symptom. But if you go down to the root, you'll find that that want, I want to do this or I want that, um, is food to something else. And that something else isn't always a good thing. Or if it is a good thing, it's not necessarily good for you for the reason that you want it. So I'll give you an example. This this actually came to me, this this question of why do you want what you want? I was meditating, I was just, you know, just, just meditating, that's the best way to describe it. And um, I was thinking about certain things that um, I desire, things that I would like to happen in my life, things that I would like to see unfold. 
And the question came to me really strongly, but why do you want that? Why, why do you want that? Why do you really want that? And I'll be honest with you, I was offended. <laughs> I was offended that that was what I was being asked because what it is that I, I want and the things that I, the things that I want and the things that I desire are not bad things. And even on reflection, even though time has now passed, they are still not bad things. And they're not bad things for me. They're, they're great things actually. But the reason why I wanted those things would probably have resulted in the demise of that very thing. I would not have been able to enjoy the thing that I so desired because the reason why I wanted it was not I'd say pure, even though I'm not saying that the reason why I wanted it was filthy or or anything like that, but it wasn't, it wasn't pure. I wasn't wanting or desiring these things from the right place. When you check yourself, first of all, check yourself, check yourself and ask yourself why you really want the things that you want. Why do you desire that? And when you do that, be sure that you want it for the right reasons and be sure that if you get it, if you get the thing or the things that you want, you're able to sustain it. I am now learning that it's better to go for the things that I need because it's less likely to change um, as quickly as what a want does. Wants are just like emotions, incredibly fickle, um, unstable and unreliable. Whereas a need is something that is more long lasting. And that's not to say that needs don't change, but they do not change with the superficiality in which wants and, you know, selfish wants, uh, change. I hope that makes sense. So my second thing was not to be afraid to question the reasons why you want the things you want. And in actual fact, coming back to the example that I put forward, when I actually dug a little deeper and found out the reason why I wanted what I wanted, I found out that it was based on an insecurity. It was based on a fear um, about something. And like I said, if I had gotten this thing, if I if I get it now, while I'm still working through those insecurities and those anxieties and fears, it would probably result in the demise of that thing. Number three, um, this is this is a bit of a weird statement. This um, third point, but I hope that it it helps to paint a clear picture so you can understand where I'm coming from. But number three is the lesson. Number three, the lesson I've learned this year and will be taking forward into twenty twenty one is, despising the days of small beginnings. It's like is like despising a baby for not knowing how to be an adult. It's weird, right? <laughs> it is weird, but when you think about it, it comes back down to that comparison thing, doesn't it? Right, that idea of constantly competing with each other to be better, to be stronger, to be counted or considered as more worthy, rather than appreciating the value in the journey. And I think for me, I have in many regards wasted so much time, even in a year that's been packed with several reasons to keep going. Um, I have wasted so much time agonizing over all of the things that are instead of celebrating. No, I've, <laughs> I've wasted so much time focusing and agonizing on all of the things that are not that I've forgotten to celebrate the things that are. 
in the previous episode, I talked about my single, God is Good, which by the way, is out on all major platforms. So you should stream it, you should download it, you should buy it, all of that good stuff. Um, but I, I talked about how that single wasn't planned. I mean, I released a video for the song on my birthday and that was as far as my mind went. That was what I had determined in my mind and in my heart that I was gonna do. And so I was really bowled over and surprised when the response was, where is the single? I wanna download it. Where can I listen to, to it? Where can I buy it? And if I'm honest with myself, if I'm brutally 100% honest and transparent my, with myself, the reason that I didn't put it out is because I thought that the quality was crap. I thought if I put this next to um, the standard that people would expect of me, if I put this next to the standard of those who are releasing music, then it wouldn't match up because this is something I recorded in my living room. It wasn't mixed, it wasn't mastered. I didn't have an engineer, I didn't have a producer. I did everything myself. And because I uh, was comparing myself, I didn't think that it was gonna be of standard. But the, the incredible thing, the, the wonderful and beautiful thing is that that crap low quality single that I disregarded as not good enough blessed someone inspired someone and that is so much more than I could have ever hoped for I have learned to appreciate the journey I've learned to appreciate this time where I learned how to do my vocals how to record how to use a mic how to um, get my sound levels right I'm still not there and there's still plenty of things that I will learn but at least I've learned it at this time I've had that time and that opportunity to do so so going forward I'm in a better position to be able to say what I want and what I don't want what I like and what I don't like and if you go back to that image of the baby versus the adult there will come a time when the baby moves from drinking milk to eating solids. Even though, as a side note, my mom started feeding me and my brother Amala when we were three months old. And if you know what Amala is, it's this really, really disgusting Nigerian food. If you know what it is, you know why that is a serious problem. But we turned out fine, except that neither of us eats Amala today. But anyway, back to the point. My point being that the baby has to start the baby has to start with milk first before it moves on to solid foods if you try to give a baby solid food if you try to give a baby you know tough meat or something like that the baby wouldn't be able to process it and it could be potentially really dangerous for that child and so despising your small beginnings is the same it's, it's just like that it's exactly the same um, as forcing a child a baby to do the things that an adult should be able to do and when you think about it in hindsight and in reflection, the small beginnings, the false starts, the mistakes, they make for better storytelling when the big times roll in. Okay, number four, healing is never a linear process and expecting it to be so is counteractive and counterproductive. There are some soul wounds that are complicated they're complex and they're difficult and nothing about them is ever straightforward um sometimes the the healing process is easier the wound is compliant with your attempts to heal you know the things that you do in order to repair the wound the wound complies with that but other times 
the wound goes so much deeper than what you can see on the surface and you often find that the wound is is um a lot worse than you initially thought and it probably requires much more uh attention and care in order to heal and then sometimes the wound appears healed you think right got it this is fine this is healed this is this is this is cool but that same wound can be forcefully ripped open again or something triggers um an emotion and you have to start that healing process again and that is exactly what healing is like it's never you get the wound you tend to the wound the wound is healed you move forward you never feel it again it's never like that um i'll give you an example because i think sometimes practical examples are really good I was asked to step up and do something recently and um, I wasn't completely surprised if I'm honest to be asked to do this thing um, just because the way the way heaven is set up yeah heaven likes to troll me on a regular basis um, so heaven has been trolling me for a while so I knew this was coming um, but I wasn't surprised to be asked to do this thing but what I was surprised um, by was the memories that it triggered. It reminded me of a time during which I was asked to do something very, very similar and something that ended really, really negatively and toxically and badly. And with all these memories come, you know, flooding in, I started to have these these fears and these worries that the cycle, a, a cycle would be formed or it would repeat itself. And I then had to start working through my own insecurities. Now this this thing that I'm talking about is something that happened years ago, something that I thought that I was very much over, something that I've talked about several times, but without any sort of emotion. Um, and I don't mean that I'm emotionless, but I haven't felt any emotion that has, has led me to suspect that there's still lingering uh, feelings of hurt in there, but there was. And I've found myself now having to try and work through it and so it's reminded me of the fact that healing is never linear and if I expect my healing process to be linear I will be frustrated I will frustrate myself and the likelihood is that I will hurt myself even more if I don't allow the process of my healing to take its natural course if I don't do what I need to do in order to heal if I don't confront the pain if I don't confront the fear then I am not going to allow myself to heal I have to learn to and we have to learn to ask ourselves the difficult questions and be prepared to unlearn, to relearn and to learn in order to heal. Because the healing that you need, the healing that I need, the healing that we need is often on the other side of doing that work. So be patient with yourself. Um, I'll give you one last example and it's an, anal it's an analogy. And um, it's actually something that's used in reference to grief, but I find that it is cross applicable because grief is uh, part of a healing process. And essentially what it is, is that it, it's an, an image of a, a moving image. So a video, moving image, a video of um, a box. And in the box is a button. And also in the box is a big ball and that ball is moving. Now, because the ball inside the box is big, it constantly hits that button and that button is a trigger button and what it does is it triggers emotions different kinds of emotions that are related to and connected to grief so that could be anger it could be um sadness it could be the crying it could be the fear it could be the 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 sense of loss it could be all of the things that we normally associate with grief and as time goes on 
that ball in the box, it stays in the box, but it gradually gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And because it's getting smaller, it means that it's not connecting with that trigger button as often until that grief, the ball of grief, should I say, gets so small that it rarely hits that trigger button. It doesn't mean that it never hits the button, but it's rare. And healing is exactly the same way. In the beginning, it can, in the beginning rather, it can be extremely, extremely painful and really, really difficult to work your way through and really, really difficult to process. But the more you process, the more you allow yourself to go through that journey, the more you don't put any um, unrealistic expectations of yourself to heal within a short space of time or um, any unrealistic expectations for you to be healed just like that, then you find that the healing process is done properly. It's done neatly. It's done in the best way to ensure that you live your life not being inhibited or held back by this pain or this hurt that you have been carrying. And lastly, number five, number five, number five, number five, number five, number five it is... I am enough. Now this one came to me literally last week, towards the end of last week. I was listening to um, a song and it's called Gyra. It's yet to be released, but it's by Maverick City. Don't ask me how I how I heard it, how I've heard it and it hasn't been released yet. It doesn't matter. But anyway, Jaira is um, actually one of the names of God and it references him as the one who provides, the one who meets needs. But deeper than that, it's actually a reference to him being enough, to him being sufficient, all sufficient. And the song goes on to say um, that because he is enough, I am enough. And I can't lie to you, when I, I heard that song the first time, heard that song the second time, by the third time I was in floods of tears and I cried and cried and cried, um, actual tears this time, not the kind that I normally talk about where my eyes just get a bit glassy, this was like tears. And as I cried, I realized that some of my deepest and most intimate fears were grounded in the fact that I had a fear of not being enough. But now being reaffirmed, reaffirming that fact and knowing that I am enough, knowing that God is enough for me, choosing that truth, choosing to believe and stand on that truth is liberating. And I can't sit here and tell you today that I'm 100% there, that I'm over it, that I, I know that I'm enough and I'm living that truth and, and all is, is fine and dandy. Nah, that would be a lie. But I'm choosing each day to remind myself that I am enough. And if you're out there and you're listening to me, whenever it is that you're listening to me, whether you're listening on the day this is published, a week later, a month later, a year later, 10 years later, I just wanna let you know that you are enough. And don't you ever ever let anyone or anything convince you otherwise and so that's it those are the five things I learned in the year 2020 and the things that I will be taking with me into 2021 and into the next season of my life 
And so as 2020 draws to a close and we transition into 2021, you guys know I'm not really one for calendars, but I recognize that, you know, the transition from one year into another year is often a time for a lot of people to be reflective. It's also um, an opportunity for many people to start afresh, to start on a new page, a new chapter, a new a new song sheet. Um, and I, I, I recognize that. And so as we do transition out of 2020, which has been momentous and which has been full of so many things as we move into 2021 I from the bottom of my heart I wish you joy I wish you peace I wish you more I wish you love and I wish you laughter I wish you goodness I wish you everything that that God desires for you um I wish you enough yeah I wish you enough okay so that's that this is the last episode of 2020 I doubt if I will do anything like if I would change my mind and maybe do a bonus episode I really doubt that but we will see you never know what happens um let's just hope that at midnight on the 31st of December it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't um roll into 2020 again because I can't do this year again I, I can't do it um that being said I've got some news I have been made aware that I'm really, really crap at promoting myself and promoting my stuff. And I can't lie to you, it's because I really hate it. The idea of like putting myself out there, it is just, yeah, it's just the most awkward, cringeworthy thing. But it was brought to my attention and so I decided to do something about it. I have now created a Twitter page and an Instagram page specifically for the podcast. So, you can now follow me at the being pod that's the being pod on twitter and on instagram um i am going to try my best to be as consistent as possible with that platform um on both mediums but bear with me because managing multiple social media accounts it is I'm managing my own, I'll be managing the being pod, I'll be managing my mother's uh, social media account, I also have another burner account for something separate, but one day when I get my act together, I will tell you about that, so that's four social media accounts that I'm trying to manage, and it is a lot of work, so bear with me, but I'm going to try and be as consistent as possible, so that is the being pod, at the being pod on Twitter and on Instagram and if you're not following me on my personal accounts on all social media platforms you absolutely should be you can reach out to me um, at Ayabola Deborah on Facebook Twitter and Instagram and I will reach back out to you um that's it yeah that's it um I hope you have a wonderful 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 Christmas and an even more fantastic uh incredible glorious I'm trying to think of another adjective, but I can't think of one, but new year. Yeah. From my heart to yours. God bless you. Mwah.